back. Come on now. Dolphins came up in MetLife. <laughs> Made them Jets fall flat. Oh, and all that. Sauce Gardner. Man, was getting his ankle sauce. Two out there throwing TDs. Tyreek doing his thing. Waddle was waddling. Because we the boss. Eight and three. You know how we do. That Jets offense was pure doo-doo. Doo-doo. Mm. Mm-mm. Let me tell you something. Huh? Let me tell you something. Let me get some water. Fiji. <laughs> Dang. Was missing for some days. Mm. Was out here enjoying my day off. Thanksgiving. Having a good time. Got a little hurt. I'm all right, though. I watched me a lot of football, though. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about these games. We're going to talk about that 49 Seahawks game. We're going to talk about what in the world happened with the Detroit Lions versus the Packers. The Cowboys dismantling, you know, the expansion team. Terrible. And you know what I'm open with, always talking about them Dolphins, what we did last night, handling business on Black Friday, first of Black Friday game. But you know what today is, it's football Saturday, so I got a lot of things to talk about, I got to talk some NBA, uh, I might talk some wrestling, you never know, you never know, but yeah man, it's your boy Dubs in the building, this is that 42nd episode of The Analyst, you can check me out on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, um... Dang, I'm trying to remember what month of stuff is. You can check me out on TikTok on uh, the uh, uh, Dubs in the Build 24. Snapchat at YoungDubs26. My brain is foggy, so don't mind me if I might have forgot something, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, man, we got some things to talk about. Cause, um, Thursday for football. Mm. Mm-mm. Look now, let me tell you something. I'm not coming watching these football games after I just ate and I ate two plates and had me some wine, you know. <laughs> Moscato. <laughs> um most of the time I'm looking to have a good time, watch these games with the family, you know. Try to see like what who's gonna really show up on these games and um I was not expecting the Detroit Lions to, to play the way they did on Thursday. The score is not going to tell you, like, oh, they was fighting back. Oh, the game was close. Mm, it wasn't close. It wasn't. Man, Jordan Love's looking like Aaron Rodgers. That man was named, his real name is Jordan Rodgers. That's what he was doing yesterday, on Thursday. Because, uh,. That Detroit Lions offense couldn't get nothing going into that fourth quarter. And it was terrible. Um, the Packers were doing whatever they wanted. Like, uh, I was at Food Line getting some stuff for the house. Plates and forks and, you know, plastic stuff. Cups. 
getting some drinks, <laughs> wine, um, some snacky snacks. Just, you know, just getting a little stuff just in case I got to wait for food because uh, the game came on at 12.30. Yeah, it came on at 12.30. And we didn't eat until about 3. So, the see when I came back from the store and the, and, um, the Packers had them up. Uh, let me see. It was it was a uh, it was crazy to see. It was let's see. It it was the Packers just had them up early, and I was just like confused because I was just like, "What is going on? Why is they losing? Uh, why is they beating the the Lions right now? Like, is there something going on? Somebody hurt? Like, what is going on? I think what was happening is what's been showing throughout most of the season for the Detroit Lions. It's like you see the first game where they beat the Chiefs. Everything was perfect. Everything was rolling for them, even though it was a slow-scoring game. They won it. It just the Packers were. It's like they attacked something that the that the Lions weren't expecting. Like uh, the Lions had had a nice you know national anthem. Um, then they you know they got the halftime show with Jack Harlow you know performing. It just seemed like, I don't know, Detroit just was not ready for this this game for some reason. They just weren't ready. Like, they were down 20-6 to six in the first quarter. That's what I came in the house and saw. I was like, what is this? I said, hey, this ain't real. I said, this game just started. What do you mean? Like, man, Jordan Love was 22-32, 268 yards, 8.4 yards, a pass, three touchdowns. He ain't had a blemish. A 90.6 QBR, 125.5 passer rating. Who are you? What you on, brother? This man was out of control. He was playing out of his mind. We was like, we we know we four and six. We ain't gonna play like it today, though. It's Thanksgiving. We play y'all. <laughs> we ain't gonna make y'all look good just because your record is is like eight and two. <laughs> no, 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 no. We about to upset everything. Starting off Thanksgiving, and it seemed like the Lions had a had an upset stomach because they weren't ready for what the Lions, I mean the Packers, were going to do to them. It was. It was terrible. I think I saw a stat. I might be wrong. It says, like, the Lions lost, like, 11 straight um, Thanksgiving games. I might have had a number wrong. If it's not 11, it was 7. It was one of those because uh, it seemed like them Packers receivers were wide open like a 7-11. Cut the shit. Cut the shit. Jared Goff was 29-44, 332 yards, 7.5 yards a pass, two touchdowns, but he got sacked three times. You tell me Joy Love ain't get touched? Jared Goff had a 15.2 QBR. Terrible. 103.6 passer rating. I don't care. Terrible. You don't put on that display. They ain't even have Aaron Jones playing that running back. Cut the shit. Huh? Amon Ross, St. Brown at 9 receptions, 95 yards. I don't care. Khalif, Raymond at 5 receptions, 90 yards. Still don't care. 
Christian Watson, though, had five receptions, 94 yards in a touchdown. I care about that. Mm. Mm-mm. We had Jared Goss all three fumbles. I'll tell you something, Lions. We're going to have this talk. I didn't think I was going to have this talk, you know, because it's football Saturday. Usually I do this for mostly college football. I do Sometimes I do it for the NFL, but most of the time, y'all just kind of do it to yourselves. Jerry Goff, I'm going to need you to get that get that stuff straight. Don't, don't play like this again because you've had some games this season. That, that Ravens game was very noticeable where um, – the Ravens, they dumped y'all in the first quarter. It was it was over as soon as Lamar put his cleats on. Stop playing with me before I go off in here. It was over. You tell me the, the Packers got off the bus. A-Rod probably called Jordan Lowe and said, hey, man, let me tell you something. Like, yeah, their record is nice. They're a good team this year. But don't get it twisted. It's the Lions, bro. Cut the stuff. When have they ever been nice on Thanksgiving? Never. <laughs> we own them. Still, and that's what's shown. It was it was just terrible. It was just terrible. Like they had no rhythm in the game. Like, um, they just they just could get nothing going. And I was disappointed watching. I was just like, dang, practice is going off on that horror. Another game, I was just like, I ain't really even watch. I'm I'm gonna keep it real with you. I was asleep. I was I drank like two cups of wine, and when this game came on, because at first it was alright in that first quarter, it was alright. It was just seven nothing. Then like you know that's when the score started picking up. It was like twenty to ten in that second quarter. I was asleep by then, you know, because nobody cares about watching watching the Dallas Cowboys beat up on the Washington Commanders, forty five to ten. I ain't really care. I fell asleep. I woke up, and that's when I saw the score. I said, damn. What the hell was y'all doing, Commanders? Terrible. Man, Dak, Dakota Prescott. That's his real name. Google it. It will save your life. I save people's real names. Man, it was 22 or 32, 331 yards, 10.3 yards a pass, four tutties. Stop playing with me, Dak. Trying to take two as MVP. You out here want to play better now because you playing some some trash competition. You cut the stuff. You got Troy Aikman. He ain't get sacked. He ain't threw a pick. He had 87 QBR, 142.1 passer rating. You stop it. All right? Crazy. Brandon Cooks and C.D. Lamb had a touchdown. Wow. Sam Hell, he's trying. You know, he's trying. 28 or 44, 300 yards, 6.8 yards pass, no touchdowns. He threw a pick, got sacked four times. 57, QBR, 74.1, passer rating. But we don't care about none of that stuff. Yeah, they got the ass whooped. Cowboys put up 25 on them in the fourth quarter. I want to talk about Deron Bland set an NFL record with his fifth pick six of the season. Now, there's a lot of guys in the league, star players, that don't even have more than three TDs on the season. Offensive guys. I think a few guys, like four. This guy's a corner. 
you know, filling in for Trayvon Diggs, and he's out here getting pick sixes. And they was sitting there calling it. It was like, I knew it was going to happen. I knew it. You ain't know nothing, brother. Don't you lie to me. But he knew. <laughs> he was like, Sam Hall going to throw it in the basket. You're going to throw it in the basket, and I'm going to give me an easy one. Terrible. And he had 10 total tackles. Stop playing with me. Player of the game. I don't care about Dakota having four touchdowns. I got four touchdowns against the Commanders right now. On oh, Madden. Cut the stuff. There ain't nothing to talk about this game. It's terrible. It's ugly. 49ers beat up on the Seahawks. 31-13. Rock Party was getting it rolling after a while. But it's two guys that was really getting them... Getting that going and was moving the ball downfield and started catching that rhythm in that second quarter was Christian McCaffrey and Debo. Christian McCaffrey had 19 carries, 114 yards, two touchdowns. Debo had seven receptions, 79 yards. Um, 49ers are a dangerous team. Debo even ran it four times, 15 yards, one touchdown. Stop the, stop the stuff, man. Huh? 49ers are clicking. Eight and three. Eight and three. Rock Purdy is is leading certain statistics. Completion percentage. Passer rating. Yeah, I think this man just came in last year. You know, you throw it in for Jimmy Garoppolo came in. And it seems like all he does is win in the regular season. Like if you look at his record, like, he wins a lot. He don't lose. The only time I could say, like, was, like, a, was a knock on him was when they lost to the Eagles in the championship game, but he got hurt. Yeah, I think around that time last year, Eagles had signed, like, key def- defensive guy. They had signed Hassan Reddick from the Panthers. They needed pass rush, right? Sai Reddick was like one of those underrated guys, fast, athletic, tall guy. And he was like a game changer for them uh, towards the end of the season and, the, and getting to the Super Bowl. So when Purdy got hurt, not his offense fell. So when it came into this season, nobody didn't know what to expect from Purdy because they were just like, oh, maybe it was just first season. He was just prepared. They not sure, you know. Purdy been playing the same way he did last year. Purdy is playing lights out. Purdy is. Purdy is like, like, I I saw for a, the longest time for like years they kept labeling certain quarterbacks like, you know, um, game managers. Purdy ain't a game manager. He's not. He will push the ball down the field. He will make certain throws. Brock Purdy is like, he's not a game manager. He's just a game changer. Like, when he plays, that 49ers offense really thrives and pushes it to a different level. You know, I think he made the organization change their thought process on, um, dang, I don't even remember what the dude's name is. Um, 
But the guy they drafted in the first round, they ain't really been getting much reps. They made him push him out. Even getting Sam Darnold, because they wasn't sure about his elbow surgery and stuff. They pushed him out, and he basically took over that team and stuff. Like, Brock Purdy is legit. 2,871 yards, 19 touchdowns, 6 picks, a 75.7 QBR. That's first in the National Football League. First in the NFC, he's put up, he's had a 74% completion percentage, 1,865 yards, 9.7 yards a pass, 12 touchdowns, 3 picks, 118.5 passer rate. Brock Purdy's legit, man. Brock Purdy is legit. Like, I, I give him all the respect in the world. That man's been playing great. But that next test, they play the Eagles. Um, they play the Eagles next. And that's gonna be a They play the Eagles next. Woo! It's <laughs> gonna be crazy. That is gonna be the That's gonna be the game of the year. Who will the game of that week? Playing that formidable foe, that one that this, you know, they got you last year. They got you. Because the Eagles struggled in that first first quarter um, playing the Niners. And then once Purdy got hurt, it took the air out of that Niners sideline. And the Eagles just took took advantage. That's going to be a tough one for them. Playing on the road, I think if this was in San Francisco, I would say this is more of an even matchup. But I, I still feel like it's even. I think both quarterbacks are playing on a high level. Can't wait till this game happens next week. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Let's talk about the game. You know, that little clip I played at the beginning. The Dolphins, you know. I'm, I'm going to talk about the game in whole because I watched that one all the way through. It's my squad, you know. Miami Dolphins beat the New York Jets 34-13. I'm talk about what I heard before and then what I kept seeing on TV, what I keep seeing all season. And I've been saying this. I've been consistent podcast. I've been saying this to other people. I said the Dolphins season really starts after the Chiefs game when they come back from the bye. I said if we win... These next five games, by the time we get to the Cowboys, we'll be 11-3. and three. Now, just think about you 11-3, you still got three more games. So, regardless, if they win two out of three or three or three, that's 14-3 and three on the season. You can be 14-3, and 12-5. And, 12 and you can be 13-4. Or you could just finish 11-6. I don't see it happening. It sucks. I, I would say prayers to Jalen Phillips. He tore his Achilles last night. I saw that live. Um, ah, when I saw that his, it looked like like a gunshot because I've seen it so many times. Seen it on certain guys because like my legs has done that sleeping, but that's like 
I think it's because your calf muscle stretches a certain way. And it feels like that. It feels like your calf muscle explodes and stuff. And because I've had it waking up early in the morning, and I'd be like, oh, I'm just stretching. And for some reason, I guess because your body is so relaxed, that area is stretching so much. It's like, it go pop. Yeah, my 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 guy got tore that Achilles. He was just coming off the edge, and I was like, I ain't see it to the replay. I said, Oh, I said I could say it's a calf muscle, but no, that's the Achilles. He definitely messed that one up. Which is which is crazy because that Dolphins defensive line does have is pretty stacked. Like uh, Emmanuel Agba will fill in for him and. You know, Andrew Van Ginkle will play more to that side. So, it's not like it hurts them too much. But he is a young guy. He was balling last night. He was tipping screens. He was he was being a menace. He was getting sacks. Um, he was doing his thing and stuff. And that Dolphins defense was relentless last night. Relentless seven sacks, seven sacks. The Jets only had two sacks in the whole whole game. Now I want you to understand. The Jets are just like the Bills. You can say they're just like the Eagles. You can say they're like the Forty Niners. You got a front four. They can get to the quarterback whenever they feel like it. They don't have to blitz. They can just bring the front forward. They'll be all right. And um, they can get to the quarterback. All these create a pressure to the point that the quarterback is going to be uncomfortable. To see that the Jets last night could not get pressure on Tua like they wanted to, and Tua was getting passes out, it was alarming because normally that front four, Quentin Williams and uh, and those guys, normally they will get a lot of pressure. It seemed like that. And I think the Dolphins really was like, you know what? I think what other teams be struggling against, that secondary for the Jets, they play scared because they, oh, they're overthinking stuff. They're like, ah, should I attack Sauce? Should I attack DJ, you know, um, I think his name is DJ Reader. DJ Reed. Should I attack those guys? Should I attack the other corners? Should I attack the safeties? Do I attack the middle? That's kind of tight space. You know, CJ Mosley sitting in that spot. Tua was like, why not? We can't, we're not going to win this game if we're sitting there playing scared. We can't, we can't win this game if we're going to sit there and just be like, we're going to really try to run it at the Jets' defense. And it's not going to, you're going to have to like, Tiring them out to do that type of stuff. Tua, he he attacked. He was 21 to 30, 243 yards, 8.1 yards a pass. He had one touchdown, two blemishes, two within the last minute. Um, one was a pick six. Um, the other one gave the Jets the ball back, and that man, Tim Boyle, made that whole stadium in MetLife made their stomach boil because, uh, that man threw a, they call it a Hail Mary pick six to Javon Holland. That man ran it 99 yards as no time was left in the first half. 
It said he traveled about 126 yards on this pick. And I'm just like, wow. Wow. It was only 10-6 at that point. It was only 10-6 before the half was about to end. And the way Tim Boyle stepped up, and I was like, oh, he about to get the ball smacked out of his hand. And to see him do that, and he threw it up, and Javon Holland was just basically just staring at it. Like, you, I've seen so many Hail Marys. I've seen where, like, guys look like they about to catch it, and you see an offensive guy just come out of nowhere and just rock them or just, you know, jump up, and it's like, you know what? If I can't get it, you ain't going to get it. And they just knock it down. And that pick six, he was standing in that one spot probably for, like, a good six seconds by himself. Ain't nobody go near him, nothing. So I'm sitting there just like, what is, what is the Jets, you know, skill guys? What are they doing? Like, everybody forgot about the safety that's just standing there by himself. Terrible. The Jets' offense is is ugly to watch. The Jets' off like, no lie, last night, I, I was telling myself, I told other people, I said the Jets would have won this game if Zach Wilson played. They would at least kept the game close. It might have been like a 13-10 game. Jets would have won. Shit, it might have been 20 to 13. At least the output would have looked better. Because you can look at Tim Boyle's number, you would think he really played decent. He didn't. He was dinking and dunking. Um, especially in that fourth quarter, he was dinking and dunking a lot of passes. He was 27 to 38, 179 yards, 4.7 yards a pass, one touchdown. He had two blemishes. He got sacked seven times, a 4.6 QBR. You trash. A 67.8 passer rating. I mean, Tua didn't have a great QBR either. He had 35, 77.5 passer rating. That's cool, though. Man, Jalen Wadham and Tyreek both put over put up over 100 yards receiving. Jalen had eight from 114. Tyreek had nine from 102. One touchdown. Really, and it's it's wild. Like if you look at the Dolphins like stat thing, you would think like, all right, two was distant to other people. He was finding other guys. He he didn't. Nobody was open. Jalen and Tyreek was the only two guys open. That's 17 receptions. They got four receptions from, they got three from Jeff Wilson and one from Durham Smythe. He only threw it to, what, six guys the whole night. And they won. Imagine if the, the Jets would have took one of them out. Tua would have struggled. Tua still was averaging 8.1 yards a pass. It's crazy. Like, the Jets... Basically, setting themselves up. If they lose again, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm not coming back. Not this season. Hell no. Maybe next year. I'm not coming back. For what? The fuck am I come back for? Come back so we can. You already got to deal with this terrible uh, field you got to play on. What if you mess your What if you mess your Achilles up again? That stadium has racked up more Achilles injuries than I've ever seen in my life. And that's that's what the Giants play, and that's what the Jets play. They rack up the same amount of, like, it just don't make sense. And the NFL don't want to do nothing about it. NFL PA don't care to change something or just be like, hey, we got to do something about this field. 
there's no way these guys are tearing Achilles. And so no, most of the time it is like a freak accident thing. It's like you don't know what can happen, but that don't make sense. That don't make sense. But aside from that, you know, Dolphins get that victory. By now it says, when I looked up, um, come on, I gotta go all the way to the bottom. God, the Dolphins have a 99% chance to make the playoff, 95, 95% chance to win the division, 29% to get a first round by, and a 16% chance to get the Super Bowl. You know who's, you know who has a, a number that's close to that? It's the Eagles. I mean, Chiefs have a 99% chance to win, get in the playoffs. It's obvious. Nobody in that division ever competes with them. A 96% to win in the division. That's obvious. 36% to get the bye. So they could get a, a bye first of the Dolphins. And a 12% chance to make the Super Bowl. And yeah, I think they won the Super Bowl last year. It was the same, same roster. All the Dolphins got to do is keep being healthy. All they got to do is keep keep being healthy. They can't. It's going to show. It's going to show. Um, like Dolphins, they ain't got nothing easy for them. Like, uh, like it's, it's going to be tough down the stretch. Let me rephrase it. <laughs> it could be tough down the stretch for the Dolphins. It could. Psych. Got the stuff. I'm just joshing y'all. They play the Commanders next. You've seen what they did with the Cowboys. If the Cowboys going to put up 45, just imagine what the Dolphins could do in their stadium. Because their defense, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. I feel like they give giving up. And then their offense is like Sam Howell's trying, but no. Then they play the Titans at home and Jets at home. Like, come on, man. I would say the only team that's really going to probably give them a fight is probably the Titans. Maybe. It depends if they put Tannehill in the game. Let's say they lose again, they just play, hey, let's go at the Tannehill. Two of them can still be rolling. They get out of Washington without no injuries and they just put up numbers. They're going to be 9 and 3. Now, I think same. Look at last year. Because it's around this time. That's when uh, the Dolphins went on that five game stretch and they were losing. They just couldn't get things rolling. They faced the Packers. They was losing. They had that game. Um, I'm trying to remember who else were they losing to. Uh, I think they had faced the Jets again in that stretch. They lost. Um. It was just they were just at a it was at the wrong time and stuff because Tua was hurt in and out concussions. This Dolphins team, until we get to the Cowboys, I'm gonna keep saying they're gonna be eleven and three. What is the Commanders gonna do? That's scary. What's the Titans gonna do? You gotta see the Dolphins don't just score a lot of points. This is what. The most underrated thing the Dolphins has shown all season and stuff. Like, aside from offensive stats, like, they still average 430 yards a game. Like, 
they lead the they lead the whole National Football League in passing yards, passing yards a game, rushing yards, rushing yards a game. They've put up three hundred thirty nine points. The next team that's close to that was the Cowboys, three forty seven. We ain't, if you ain't want to talk offense, all right, let's talk defense. The Dolphins are ranked sixth in the league. Give them 305 yards a game. 212.4 yards passing a game. They give them 92 rushing yards a game. They only give them 251 points, which is 22.8. All right, so that, that cripples them. You know, it hurts them a little bit. But then if you look at other teams, like let's say, let's look at a playoff team. Let's look at a playoff team. Detroit Lions give up 23.5. Hmm. You can say the elite teams or just like defensively is the Browns, Ravens, Cowboys, Chiefs, 49. That's obvious. You can say the Falcons are in that, in that league because they don't really give up much. Bills give up about 17.3. They're elite. Like, like it's wild to see how the Dolphins have been playing. And it's not just offense. It's, it's everything. So, that's all, that's all I'm going to say about it. But let's talk some NBA action. Golden State Warriors beat the San Antonio Spurs 118-112. Chef and Curry dropped 35 to send Spurs to 11 straight loss as they won another game in group play. Um, well, I got to see what the standards is for that stuff because I'm still confused. I'm going to try to figure that stuff out. I'm going to look. Let's see how that stuff works. Um, let's look at the standings. Man, come on, man. Come on, man. Let's see. All right. Let's see. Standings. So, right now, Indiana Pacers lead Group A. They're 4 0. 2 0 at home, 2 0 on the road. They have 136.5 points a game, give them 126.8. But that's a plus 9.7 differential. They won four straight. Let's see. So that means the Y. They clinched the division in Group A. Pacers were second. Sixers were third. Hawks were fourth. Pistons were fifth. Um, Milwaukee Bucks are number one. In their Group B, they're 3-0. and Knicks are 2-1. and Heat, 2-1. and The Magic are 3-1 in Group C. Uh, Celtics are 2-1. and Nets are 2-1. and um, the Lakers are four and zero, so they've won their division in Group A in the Western Conference. The Suns are three and one. The Jazz are two and two. In Group B, the New Orleans Pelicans are three and one. Rockets are two and one. Nuggets are two and two. In Group C, the Kings are three and zero. Timberwolves are two and one. The Warriors are two and one. So I guess like if you win four games in your, I guess in your group. You move on. Must see. I don't see nothing else. Anywho, that stuff be confusing. Keep over. I was like, what? What? 
The Houston Rockets beat the Denver Nuggets 105 to 86 as Nikukic had 38 points, 19 rebounds, 8 assists. Alperin Singan had 21 points, 15 rebounds, 8 assists. Mm. Come on, Nuggets. Don't, don't start slipping up now. Don't start slipping, slipping up now. I mean, the Rockets are a good team. You know, young team. They're getting it together. I've been seeing some highlights of them. Pelicans beat the Clippers 116-106 as Zion Williamson had 32.6 rebounds. Paul George had 34.8 rebounds. Now Orlando Magic are hot right now. They're on fire. They beat the Boston Celtics 113-96 as Jason Tim had 26 points. Powell Banchero had 23.7 rebounds. The Phoenix Suns beat the Memphis Grizzlies 110-89 as Devin Booker had 40 points and 4 steals. Derrick Rose had 17 points. The New York Knicks beat the Miami Heat 100-98 as Bam Adebayo had 21 points, 12 rebounds. Jalen Brunson had 24 points. The Toronto Raptors beat the Chicago Bulls 121-108 as Zach Levine had 36 points. OG Ananobi had 26.6 rebounds. And Indiana Pacers continue to keep winning as they beat the Detroit Pistons 136-113 as K. Cunningham had 31 points. Miles Turner at 23 points, 10 rebounds, 5 blocks. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks just escaped beating the Wizards 131-128 as Ty, Tyus Jones at 22.7 rebounds, 7 assists. Brooke Lopez at 39.7 rebounds, 3 blocks. But they had 3 guys for the Bucks. They scored over 30. Giannis at 31. No, I think Giannis had 30... Yeah, he had over 30, and Dame had over 30. First time this ever happened in Milwaukee franchise history. The Sacramento Kings beat the Minnesota Timberwolves 124-111 to as De'Aaron Fox had 36.7 rebounds, 12 assists. Anthony Edwards had 35.7 rebounds, and like I said, the Spurs uh, lost to the Warriors. Um, tonight's games for the association. We got the Mavericks and Clippers. Oh, boy. You know what Luka does against the Clippers. No matter if they're at home or they're in L.A., Luka loves playing against the Clippers. And he does not care who's the one, who's going to try to guard him. And so, because he's like, well, <laughs> I'm giving y'all 44 times. Think I'm really worried about y'all? That game is at 10.30 tonight on NBA TV. You got 76ers and Thunder. That's going to be a good-ass game. 5 o'clock. Ooh, I got to watch this. Joel and B versus Shea Gilgis Alexander. Miami Heat. It's the Brooklyn Nets. got the Atlanta Hawks versus the Washington Wizards. Ain't nobody watching that. We got the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron going back to his hometown. Let's see if he puts up about 30. New Orleans Pelicans plays play the Utah Jazz. Mm. But you know what I'm here for. You know what you're here for. It's football Saturday. You know what I got to talk about. We got some big monster games going on today. We got Ohio State and Michigan. You know you know how they always play. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a dog fight. How, um, how do these teams play out? I was talking about it. Uh, I think last episode might be last week. What happens? This this is number two versus number three. What happens if this team wins? What happens if this team lose? 
I'm give you my opinion. They're playing in Michigan. They ain't got their coach. If Michigan loses today, knowing that I would say the style of competition they played, Ohio State's played a little bit better competition. I would say that. Michigan lose. I don't think they should be out of the top four. Still. I don't think so. Michigan beat Penn State early on the season. Two weeks ago. They beat them. Well, let's see. I'm going to say Ohio State's best win. I think it's when they beat... I mean, they beat Penn State, too. Nah, did they play Penn State? I don't think they played Penn State. Let me see. Um, well, yeah, well, I pick. Let me see. Yeah, I see Ohio State. Like, I give me Michigan full skill. Computer be knowing them stuff. Ohio State's best win, yeah, was against Penn State also. Beat them 20 to 12. We're going to beat Notre Dame early in the season. And then you look at um, and you look at Michigan. They beat Penn State. That's it. Michigan needs this game more than Ohio State. This is when you strap up, you know, your helmet's a little bit tighter. So when you make sure your gloves really fit. I'm talking about like you you like tighten, tighten them bitches. You know it's gonna be a fight today. Heated rivals. You don't like that school. You don't that school might have passed you over like, nah, you ain't good enough to come over here. Vice versa. You got Kyle McCord versus JD McCarthy. Two quarterbacks is not the flashes. And Travion Henderson with his 794 yards, 10 touchdowns versus Blake Corn, who got 888 yards and 20 touchdowns. Marvin Harrison Jr. and his 1,093 yards, 13 touchdowns. You got a lot of stars. It's going to be cold in Ann Arbor. 37 degrees at 5 o'clock. No, at 12 o'clock today. Got to watch that game. Got to. This is a tough game to coach. I'm gonna keep an eye. I'm gonna keep it ugly with you. I'm gonna keep it all the way ugly. I'm afraid. Just like when they played Penn State, Michigan played inspired. They played for their coach. I think Michigan takes this game, but it's gonna be very close. Yeah, I think when. When it's college versus like NFL, I think like I think college football players play more for their coach versus like NFL guys. They play more for like the team logo, or they kind of play for the individual stats. So you can see a difference when like even if the team is bad or they didn't they missing a certain guy, you can see like certain teams will play at a certain level still, where they're not gonna be like oh, I'm just gonna just. Let this man score 
Oh, man, I ain't going to play so great defense. Oh, I ain't going to. Michigan will play for their coach today. They're at home and it's Ohio State. Oh, they're not going to sit there and let Ohio State come in there and do what they're going to do. Nope. Michigan is going to get this one today. They're going to win. They're going to they gonna take it. They're going to get into their playoff. They're going to be the Big Ten champs, and they're just going to keep them moving. They are not going to be playing with Ohio State at all today. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. Pay very close attention to this game today. And watch how heated it gets. I'm trying to tell you. Michigan wins. We got Washington and Washington State. I've been saying this for weeks. Cam Ward, one of my favorite quarterbacks. Let me say some of my other favorite quarterback. The Heisman. I think the guy that should win the Heisman. Michael Penix Jr. 3,695 yards, 30 touchdowns, 7 INTs. We got Dylan Johnson with 879 yards, 11 touchdowns. Rome Madunze, 66 receptions, 1,206 yards, 11 touchdowns. Washington State been letting me down, letting my boy Cam Ward down. He ain't been playing so great lately. Michael Penix Jr. is just going to – they're going to attack. But don't get it twisted. Like, Washington State's still going to stay in the game like they did against Oregon early in the season. But I got Washington winning this game big time. Like, there ain't too many great games going on today, so I'm just, like, going to be skipping a lot. Because uh, really, I'm only going to play. I'm only going to pay attention to like the Washington game, Florida State, Florida. See how they do without Jordan Travis playing since he's out for the season. It's that big one battle, Florida. Florida State beat Miami. How do they do against Florida? I think they should be still fine, but don't get it twisted that Florida is not going to let Florida State come in there and just do what they do. I guarantee Florida's going to put up a fight. And don't be surprised if Florida wins this game today. Do not be surprised and make sure they don't get into that top four. Um, Georgia playing Georgia Tech, you know, another in-state rivalry. Um, Georgia better not overlook Georgia Tech because Georgia Tech has put up some very competitive games against certain teams. UNC, Miami, don't get it twisted, Georgia. I would say y'all better go in there and just handle business and get out. That's it. Y'all favorite to win by 24, but just get in and get out. I'm telling you. Like, don't play with them. UNC versus NC State at 8 o'clock. Both teams are 8 and 3. What does Drake May do? Uh, he got 22 TDs, 79 T's on the season. Omari and Hampton has 225 carries, 1,414 yards, 15 TDs. Best running back in the nation, in my opinion. It's going to be a tough one. Playing in NC State, oof, it's going to be close. NC State is the right team. UNC fell off of that. Ah, I'm going to say, mm, I'm going to say mm, UNC barely escapes out of there, but don't get, don't be surprised if NC State wins that game. Um, yeah, Clemson to South Carolina. What does Spencer Rattler do? Does he put up good enough numbers? You know, for his draft stock, K. Klubnik and them boys, they've been playing very well. They're 74. They're ranked 24. For the longest time, they weren't ranked. I don't see them slipping. Got Clemson winning that game. Um, Let's see. Um, 
what does Shador Sanders and Colorado do for say Utah team? Utah is gonna bring the heat. Utah ain't worried about no Colorado. The steam and that firepower has ran out of them. I think they're just trying to do what they can to so they, you know, get them so ready for next season. Everybody was ready for the Colorado. And I still rock with Colorado. It's just going to happen. Undersized offense alignment, undersized defense alignment. Then you got Travis Hunter missing most of the games. He was getting hurt. And then you got Shador. He's running for his life, but he's still putting up numbers. It's not against that Utah team today. I got Utah winning. Um, um, yeah, ain't no other games really to talk about. So, you know how I'm rocking. Big, a lot of things going on today. Yeah, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, and yeah, NBA games. No NFL till tomorrow, you know, football Sunday. Then you got wrestling that comes on tonight if you watch wrestling. Survivor Series. And then they got AEW Collision and AEW. They Rampage is supposed to be going on tonight, which don't make any sense. Um, a lot of stuff going on this Saturday. I think some of these stores still got sales on certain stuff, so I'm going to try to shop and see what's going on. I might try to buy a longer charger because I need one for my phone. Um probably get some food in a little bit but yeah man you know how i'm rocking it's your boy dubs in the building this is the 42nd episode of the analyst amazon music iHeartRadio, radio spotify um apple Podcasts. um you know where to check me uh tiktok dubs in the building 24 snapchat young dubs 26 facebook like page dubs in the building Keep supporting the page. Keep following. Like I said, I'm going to start doing some uh, subscription episodes. Uh, if you're into wrestling or if you want me to break down more of NBA and college basketball. Like I said, so much coverage to talk about. It's hard to keep it in there for an hour. That's Until, like, I know I have a solid fan base and I can really break down, break down these certain games and sports. I'll make it longer with an hour and 30, two hours and something. I can just be... Taking my time, you know. But until like I establish that fan base, most of the time I'm just always keep it to an hour or so. Or close to an hour. So yeah, check me out. I'll be on tomorrow for football Sunday, talk these NFL games, talk about some key games, um, talk about uh just going down the stretch, who's really crucial for it. You know, talk about my MVP candidates, I'm gonna break down, I'm gonna compare some quarterbacks tomorrow, so yeah, man, check me out. You know how I'm rocking. Y'all have a good Saturday. And, um, you know, I'm out. Peace.